0: That shot was just a symbol of just what, not myself, but just as the team, what we wanted. We worked hard to get to this point, but the job's not finished. As good as this one feels, uh, we won by two, and we're on to game five. Donovan Mitchell on the Denver Nuggets. It's Game 5 tonight. The Jazz try to wrap up the playoff series. 4.30 on TNT and AT&T Sportsnet. The zone's coverage starts at 3.30 with the pregame show. Can the Jazz beat the Nuggets for the fourth straight time? And is that really a different way of saying PK? Can the Nuggets possibly defend the Jazz? Are the Jazz going to go out and score a bunch of points and shoot an outrageous uh, percentage because defensively the Nuggets without harris without barton they just can't stop people they've pretty much proven that in the bubble
1: yeah they have i don't think there's any argument on that the proof is right there with a bunch of evidence you know they have the ability to outscore you and so who's to say that uh, this is in a close game I-, I can't tell you that it's going to be a blowout i can't tell you it's a close game i can't really tell you the jazz win i've got them favored i think they very much could win you know, if we would have gone back uh, just uh, a week ago or so, or so, and said, "Hey, who would be the first team out of the West to advance?" I'm not, I'm not really sure. I would, have, I would have picked the Jazz.
0: <laughs> Massive understatement, right there. I'm really sure you would not have picked the Jazz. Yeah, but yet here we are, and here they are. The uh, yeah, the Lakers could win in five like the Jazz, but the way mm-hmm. the series fall, the Jazz play their Game Five before the Lakers play their Game Five. So. Exactly. Yeah. They've got, the, uh, they got a chance to, uh, to close it out based on that. I think what we've seen as far as not knowing what's going to happen, there's one thing that hasn't happened in the first four games. You know, the Jazz can win a close game or the Nuggets can win a close game. The Nuggets can win big or the Jazz can win big. Well, the only thing we haven't seen in this series is the Nuggets winning big. Jazz have two blowouts, they've won a close one, and obviously the Nuggets won a close one. So none of those three things happening today would stun me.
1: I would uh, be surprised if it were a blowout because Denver obviously is the more desperate team. And if you go with that logic that they would give them a little bit of a mental edge, but mental edge can only carry you so far. You know, you have to combine mental with the ability, you know, the great ones they've had. That's what separates them in a lot of ways is why they're great. It's because they've got the physical skill combined with the mental skill and the mental edge and the mental toughness and all that stuff. And then that ends up with you end up being a grand old-timer possibly or at least, you know, as good as you could possibly be, which in a lot of cases is real good. So if I go in that direction, it would be something that uh, I don't know that I could see. But uh, Denver, eh. You know, I was impressed with their effort relative uh, from last game to the game before, and I'm expecting their effort to be similar as far as losing 4-5. to You know, even though this is a funky situation, we'll get to it. We saw it with Philly. Jobs are lost. You know, decisions are made. It's not viewed favorably. So I would expect the Nuggets to have that uh, really up-against-the-wall type of mentality.
0: But we both thought that they rolled over in Game Three. So if the Jazz yeah, yeah. drop a big run on them, yeah. and the NBA is a game of runs, and you know you can get up by fifteen, and I think as we see as recently as yesterday, when you're shooting a gazillion threes, a fifteen point lead can go away really fast. I think mean, oh, yeah. in a minute, fifteen could be down to six.
1: Well, especially in the first half, you know, when there's so much time. If it's yeah. in the fourth quarter, it's a different story.
0: But I wonder if the Jazz do go on a run and build a big lead, if Denver just folds it up and, you know. I
1: don't think so, man. Really? I never,
0: no. You not think
1: not, not th- an elimination.
0: They had that moment, but they're not going to have it again.
1: Yeah, as I say, the finality of it all, and uh, jobs can be lost and positions lost and all that type of stuff. No, it's, it's there's just, I'd be surprised. I mean, obviously I could be wrong, but there's just, in my mind, there's
0: too much at stake. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. I did notice that
1: we were up 24 to 8 because I'm always trying to figure out what's going on throughout the course of the game. I'm always looking if we're up, if we're down, what's the team files and all of that nature. And when I looked up there and seen 24 to 8, I was like, OK, this is um, he's here in the building. So, you know, it was, a, it was a beautiful night for our franchise and it's something that we probably will always uh, remember.
0: LeBron James talking about the Lakers' win. They're up three games to one now in the Blazers after a 135-115 win. Kobe Day, Kobe's birthday, August 24th, 8-24, and they led 24-8, and they saw all kinds of symbolism there. They took control of the series with a really comfortable win. They were up big early, and the Blazers never really threatened, and uh, now it looks like they've righted the ship and should close it out in the next game in advance.
1: So to follow that, if he's in the building, then he would have had to have had influence on the 24-8. to So he was out there altering shots and making shots go in to get to that 24-8. to Just being in the building, though, that doesn't create the score. I think you've got to take a step beyond that to get to where the 24-8, and that's a reflection of the two numbers he wore in the league. So there's got to be more than that. It's just 24-8, to that's an odd thing given those were his two numbers but he would have had to orchestrate it right
0: to some degree have some influence put his finger on the scales somehow you buy that uh 24 to 8 a weird number uh I don't but I'm not that close to it you know I I hear people talk <laughs> about Kobe close to what Well, I mean, LeBron knew Kobe and feels his influence. Have you never had a relative say, I felt whatever dead grandparent or parent or aunt or uncle was in the room, and then other people are in the room, and they don't have the link to somebody, and they don't feel it? Well, you don't want to offend, huh? Well, I just said I don't feel it. I think that offends some people, but I don't feel it.
1: (laughs) Your dead grandpa is in the room, and he made you eat the spaghetti because you just can't (laughs) be in the room You have to influence the actual competition in this case, don't you?
0: I don't usually feel that. When uh, my mom died of cancer in August of 98, and then the Padres are in the uh, uh, playoffs, they ended up going to the World Series that year, and they had a couple dramatic wins over the Braves, and, and my wife is like, it's your mom, DJ. And I'm like, no, there's some Yankee fan whose mom died too. I'm just, I'm not into that. I don't know. But so other people just, feel it strongly. You just strongly. Honey. I know. I did. I did on that <laughs> night, too. Trust me. <laughs> but, but I just, I don't feel it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think there's some Yankee fan out there who went to a funeral in August, too. There's a gazillion Yankee fans. There must have been somebody. Don't ruin, ruin the story. Okay. Jeez. Well, other people are feeling it. I want to rain on other people's parade. That's you know everybody's little buddy. But I don't, uh, I don't know. Yesterday's games were pretty predictable, with one exception. I don't think you were surprised that the Heat finished off the Pacers, or the Bucks are up 3-1 on the Magic, and the Lakers 3-1. But the Thunder come back to tie up the series with the Rockets at 2-2 with a 117-114 win. Dennis Schroeder with 30 points. I think you were surprised. I was definitely surprised.
1: Houston like they're all that.
0: Did you think, well... They don't have Westbrook, so I mean, we're going to sit here and talk about the Jazz not having Bogdanovich. We better sit here. I mean, you told me they're better
1: than without Westbrook.
0: There's a part of me that does believe that (laughs) they're better. Westbrook really helps you when there's, but the play when you're in transition, but the playoffs don't tend to have a lot of transition basketball, and in the set offense, mm, could be a little bit of a liability. Yeah, I I never really really thought
1: Houston was all that. I thought they just rearranged some chairs on the Titanic, all that stuff, with this getting rid of Capella. Some, uh, I, I didn't see where the team has improved. I'm not saying they're a bad team by any stretch, but I didn't see where they're so dramatically improved.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. Because the, the thing is, the hurdle they've been trying to get over has been the Warriors. It's been the best in the West. But in a first-round series, I expect them to be all that. They don't drop first round series usually and they may it's not drop four, this one four
1: versus five by definition it should be two two
0: but it was four versus five last year and they rolled the jazz It was over in five and it didn't feel that competitive
1: you're right about that
0: yeah and so that's where i think houston's all that early on when they get against the best in the west you know is westbrook the upgrade that's going to get them to the nba finals no i'm not buying it but I do expect them to win for a round or two and let's see who they run into. And they're not gonna run into the Blazers now. It looks like they're gonna run into the Lakers. And that's the kind of team. The Lakers are on pace to be about a 60-win team. That's the kind of win, the team that can that they can't win. They're gonna get taken down in that kind of series when they were up against a 65-win. Well, yeah, if win if, if you want to
1: see team. if Houston won,
0: just look at their threes. Uh, I mean, that's all they do. They took 58 threes in yeah. 48 minutes. All right. <laughs> and launch! So you're going to win some and you're going to lose some on that. And it was great when they came out at halftime and hit one yeah. and hit another one and hit another one after that and knocked down eight in a row. And they are feeling it, but they kept shooting threes. They didn't shoot. You're not going to get to the free throw line very often shooting threes. And they only shot 10 free throws in the game. They lost the free throw line by like 13 points in a three-point loss. Right. You know? And Schroeder, I mean, it's not that Oklahoma City doesn't shoot threes, but they shoot 31, which is a normal to slightly no low number. I think most teams are going to shoot 30 to 35. But Schroeder's attacking the hoop, and, you know, he'll get to the free-throw line doing that. And Chris Paul's shooting mid-range stuff and pump-faking in people in the air and getting to the free-throw line doing that. So, Yep. All right, tonight, only two games. We're done with the 11.30 a.m. games, PK. So the Jazz and the Nuggets at 4.30, the Mavericks and Clippers at 7. The other two series are done. So will be a little short. I guess tomorrow we get got early games. We'll get back to these other four series, and they're still going. DJ and oh we did you did kind of mention a there. Brett Brown is out after seven years as the 76ers coach which you know it's seven years and that's the way it usually works in the NBA but I don't know that their issues are coaching I think it's more the way the roster is constructed but he's gone anyway DJ and PK hashtag NFL. The NFL is regarding its weekend COVID-19 testing problems as, quote, an incredibly rare event. Their chief medical officer, they had 77 false positives on 11 teams Saturday and Sunday, and it was because there was contamination in a New Jersey lab that was running the tests. So, that testing partner had apparently done about 200,000 tests and hadn't had that kind of issue, and then all of a sudden it all went wrong. And Wang. Former Seahawks rookie cornerback has uh who was waved earlier this month, has apologized. Tried to sneak a woman into the team's hotel. And he's apologized for an inexcusable mistake. Let people down. He's truly sorry. man's got to live, man. He, Come on. He dressed her up to like look like a player trying to get in the hotel. Points for creativity? Sure. No. now nope. Turned out the Seahawks were awarding no points for creativity. They You're just an undrafted him. rookie. You should not be doing this. They just cut him. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. So the preseason top 25 is out, and they decided to rank teams that aren't going to play. PK, is that just rubbing salt in the wound? Nine Big Ten teams. Yeah, U, I 20 team. he knew how to
1: handle it. And, and just, as I looked at that and thought, man, I don't know, I guess it won't come to pass. Kyle Whittingham speaks to the media this morning at 11. Uh, boy, if they could have gone, if Utah if Utah could have gone 9-3, and three, and I don't know if that means first, that means second, that means third, but if they could have gone 9-3 and and after losing so much NFL talent, then it really would have established them as a, a bona fide great team. Great, Not just team, I should say, I should say program, because that's what about. Yes. As we've seen with Agreed. teams in the South, you could have moments. And all these teams have had it, but these teams outside SC have had zero consistency. And if you could have done that after winning the South two years in a row, and in my mind, if you would have gotten 9-3, and three, then you firmly would have established yourself as a great program in the Pac-12. And It's too bad we won't get that opportunity to see. We can get it next year, but it would, to me, next year it would be different than if it would have been... Sp- first first and then lose so many guys the NFL and follow it up with a nine and three that would have been big-time impressive
0: there's having a big year there's having to rebuild but then you're moving into the reloading category which is a whole nother tier of program as you like to point out
1: yeah and it really would have set their program up and that does not not to say they can't overcome it next year but I wanted it I wanted to judge it this
2: year
0: The College Football Playoff Selection Committee is going to begin its uh, weekly rankings Tuesday, November 17th, and then Sunday, December 20th is when they're going to announce uh, who's going to the playoffs. That's the plan right now. We'll see if the plan has to change, but that's the plan right now. Alabama coach Nick Saban pushing back against the idea that money is the primary motivating factor in an attempt to put a college football season on during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, is it more important than public safety? No, I don't think so. Is there a way that we can do that and keep people safe? I think a lot of people are trying to do that, and if we can do that, I think we can play. If we can't do that, then I think somebody will make a decision that maybe we shouldn't play. But I don't think we should not try. Everybody acts like we want to play for the money. We want to play for the players. I want to play for the players. Everything's about money, isn't it, PK?
1: Well, I think there's some truth to it. He's he's pointing out some truth. I think they want to play to play. But, of course, they also want to play because of the – especially at a program like Alabama, obviously. I mean, I, I agree with that basic premise of the statement. So uh, I, I would prefer instead of everybody acts like we want to play for the money, of course we want to play for the money. We also want to play for the players. That's the only amendment. The prior stuff about the safety and give it a try, I agree with too. I don't have any problem with that. But I wouldn't have said, everybody acts. I would have said, of course we want to play for the money. And then also, we all want to play for the players.
0: Three of the four wealthiest leagues are still pushing ahead and six of the ten wealthiest leagues. But places where money isn't a factor, they've they pretty much shut it down. The, the championship subdivision, D2, D3, they've all shut it down. And I have been told that there are... Uh, I actually had this conversation with somebody yesterday that the SEC, not every school and and to be fair, probably not Alabama, not Georgia, but a big chunk of the SEC has built a bunch of facilities and bonded them and they're really going to be up against it because they were counting on that money as they redid football stadiums or basketball arenas and you know, we've watched the SEC network on TV and seen some of the football and softball stadiums they play in and they're they're gorgeous and their minor league facilities look great. So, I don't, you know, when people say the money, I think uh, they automatically think how much coaches and coordinators are getting paid. But the institution's on the hook for some money, too. Sure, yeah, a lot. Of millions. North Dakota State, a dynasty, a true dynasty. They've won the FCS championship eight times in nine years. They're going to play one game, Central Arkansas, their lone game after the fall season was uh, canceled. You want to practice for months to play one game, P.K.? When your option is zero, maybe that sounds good.
1: I, I think they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. I mean, For the life of me, I don't understand why the, the, the U of U sent out a guideline thing on uh, media uh, yeah. rules for the fall. There should be zero. You know, you don't send anything out for the summer. I mean, there's, there's no games. There should be nothing. But yet they can't just bring themselves to recognize that uh, go to class this is your ch- this is your chance to be a student athlete or do it online whatever you're going to do um, and I, and I don't blame them this is their time of year man we should be getting into game week prep Camp Kyle is now officially over we've ended Camp Kyle as you always is a big de- designation uh, well, it never
0: began this year DJ and PK hashtag major League baseball. Baez drives one in the air toward right center field deep. This ball's back toward the wall and gone. Home run for Javier Baez to right center. And the Cubs have broken it up and broken it open a little bit, leading 6-1. The Cubbies beat the Tigers 9-3. The Cubs 11,000 wins in franchise history. Javier Baez went deep twice. Does eleven thousand wins resonate with you somehow, PK? Does that does it matter? You add up all the wins all time. I mean, they're an older franchise. Yeah,
1: I saw it, so I recognized it and then moved on. But yeah, I would have had no idea that it would have been that. But I saw it. I saw the eleven thousand number out yeah. there on social media.
0: College football does the same kind of thing when a school wins their you know their five hundredth game, their six hundredth game, their seven hundredth game, but. Yeah. Colorado's seven-game losing streak is over. They beat the Diamondbacks 3-2. I think either one of those teams is going to pull it together here in the shortened season and get to the playoff. You just have to get back to five hundred. That should do it. Well, that answers your question, but uh, I would say no. And Albert Pujols, second place on Major League Baseball's all-time RBI list. The fifth-inning single, 2,087 runs he has driven in. Hank Aaron has the record. It's out there. He's got another 210 to go to get there. Doesn't seem likely, but... DJ and PK, what is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning we'll get you ready for Game 5 Jazz and Nuggets. Sarah Todd at 9 o'clock Chris Camrani is here to talk about the Utes. He writes for The Athletic He will join us at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone Time now to bring in Andrew Reinhardt from the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew Good morning. Hey, how you doing guys? Where you been, Andrew? Been a long time, hasn't it? Really? Welcome back. Appreciate you having me. So you've got the breakthrough with ED to tell the people how in these times you're handling business.
2: Yes, we have a breakthrough for ED. And guys have heard us talk about this. Uh, There's new developments, it seems like, every month in this industry. But here's the bottom line. If you're out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, you likely have turned to the pill and you have noticed the side effects. They're not good you've noticed that there's a lack of spontaneity when it comes to that pill. And I don't know anybody that likes taking medication. Most guys want the spontaneity back into the relationship. Our technology, the acoustic wave therapy, particularly the type that we use, is clinically shown to open up, soften, and regrow blood vessels. So we see normal function come back into the bedroom. You don't need a pill. And, you know, you get that spontaneity back that everybody wants.
0: So you were talking about clinical studies. What's been done?
2: Yes, there has been uh, huge advancements in this. Cambridge has now done a study. Cambridge, of all places, they put through a bunch of guys uh, with different levels of erectile dysfunction through our treatments, and the success rate was above 85%. So that was really cool to see. Uh, The American Urological Association, they call it the AUA, um, big Journal, they tested 600 men with this technology. And in their words, they said safe, effective, feasible. So we know the science is sound. We're seeing the feedback from patients. And uh, we really can now reverse erectile dysfunction.
0: You can call Andrew at 801-901-8000. That's 801 901 Andrew, thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, guys.